We're going to read Psalm 131, a song of ascents of David. Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forever. Father, we thank you for this word, and we ask, Lord, that you would produce in us uh, the contentment and the rest and the peace that you proclaim here uh, that David uh, blesses us with in this word. In your son's precious name, amen. <clears throat> so the first verse we looked at several, well, at this point in time, several months ago, and we looked at how uh, David had uh, learned humility, um, how he had provided for us some insight and in how we might do the same. Uh, he says that he is not proud of in his heart, that uh, he does not see himself as better than others, uh, how he has come to depend on God's providence and his sovereignty, and, and how he didn't need to search the unknowable things, that he was just fine realizing that God is God and that he is not. He understood his place before God, his creator. So that was the first part of this psalm that we looked at in, in practicing humility. And uh, verses 2 and 3 of this psalm tells us uh, essentially what practicing humility does as we do it before the Lord, and that's that we learn contentment. Uh, Jeremiah Burroughs, in his book, The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment, defines it as such. Christian contentment is that sweet, inward, quiet, gracious frame of spirit which freely submits to and delights in God's wise and fatherly disposal in every condition. So as we dig into this uh, brief text here, I hope that the Lord is producing that contentment in you, that uh, you see the wisdom come forth from this and, and um, that the Lord would do that. So first of all, David starts off, he says, but I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. And we have three basic instructions here uh, to learning contentment. And one is to be still before the Lord, to quiet your soul, and to rest like a weaned child with its mother. So that first portion there, the, the word translated stilled or calmed, means to be even or level or smooth. If you can imagine a, a sea with raging waves chopping up and down, there's a tempest there versus that of a perfectly still pond. And you're looking across and it's just glassy. That's, that's the concept that, that this word is bringing about. And here David speaks of calming or soothing his own soul. David is saying that he has eliminated things that agitate or stir him up in the soul, like the pride that he was mentioned in verse 1, the pride of self, the pride towards others, the pride in believing that he could be in the place of God, trying to run his own life. And if we're to learn contentment, we must do the same thing. We need to lever, level our soul, as it were, we, before the Lord. We need to smooth out those conflicting emotions that are within us that 
our flesh and the world want to put before us at all times. We need to ask Christ to say, peace be still over those stormy emotions and level them out in his grace. You know, part of this is just being still before him and acknowledging that he is God and that we are not. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So first of all, be still before the Lord. And then secondly, David says, quiet your soul. I have stilled and quieted my soul, he says. And quieted here means to be motionless uh, or silent or even in amazement. Um, this comes from his learning to trust God's providence in his life and knowing that God is who is in control, that he is the sovereign one. And then, since David knows his position before the Lord, he is comforted in this. He has no need to speak. David has stilled his soul. He's got no more agitation here. He's quieted his soul. He doesn't need to cry out. He doesn't need to complain to the Lord. He just needs to be silent before and amazed at what God is doing. So a quiet soul comes only from God, though. David writes in Psalm 62.1, My soul rests in God alone. My salvation is from him. He alone is my rock, my salvation, and my fortress. I will never be shaken. So Jesus offers rest for the soul to all who come to him. Matthew 11 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So do you want rest and quietness in your soul? If you do, we need to come to Jesus and he will give us that rest. We, when we practice humility, we learn that contentment. Be still before the Lord quiet your soul, and then thirdly, rest like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. What is a child like during the weaning process? Sometimes agitated, sometimes unsettled, sometimes inconsolable. Well, David in this psalm is saying he's already come through that weaning process. You know, the, the, the question from the Heidelberg Catechism struck me as I was thinking about that. That's what this is. God is weaning us from idols, and we don't like it. We like our idols, and we search after them. But that's what David is saying here. He has been weaned from them, and that by being weaned, he is now content in the Lord. Again, there was a time where David was an unsettled baby. He was not mature in uh, his faith. He was not mature in his uh, contentment. But now he is like a weaned child. He realizes that he doesn't need what he thought he needed before. This picture of the weaned child here is a picture of perfect peace and contentment. What used to provoke fussing and crying and desperation now no longer affects him. When we let go of our pride and are comparing with others and are trying to run our own lives, 
we too can be still and quiet. We don't need those things anymore because we are learning to be content in Christ. The weaned child has reached a new stage of maturity, and if we are to grow and mature as Christians, we must be still and quiet before the Lord and seek further weaning. And weaning a child is its first experience of loss. It is difficult, but an important lesson. That, again, we can't always get what we want in life. And that's what, um, that we can't always get our own way, as it were. Again, some of us are still pursuing <laughs> the former things. And that's not what David is doing here. He has been weaned by the Lord. Weaning is a process, and by God's grace, we will be matured and sanctified by Christ daily. Matthew Henry stated it this way. He says, this intimates that our hearts are naturally as desirous of worldly things as the babe is of the breast, and in like manner relish them, cry for them, are fond of them, play with them, and cannot live without them. But by the grace of God, a soul that is sanctified is weaned from those things. Providence puts wormwood upon the breast, and that helps to wean us. God doesn't want us to be childish, though, <clears throat> but he does call us to be childlike. Matthew 18, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like children you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And so, believers, we are no longer to fight and claw and clamor after the things of this world. God wants us, excuse me, God wants to wean us from the pride of self and all of that that the world has to offer. He wants us to be like children, dependent on, on him and joyously content in him and him alone. Again, this contented and restful state of the believer contrasts sharply with the restlessness of the wicked. Isaiah 57, but the wicked are like the tossing sea, which cannot rest, whose waves cast up mire and mud. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. There is no peace for the wicked but there's perfect peace and contentment for every child of God. So we must stop struggling after the things of this world and resist restlessness that is in our hearts. We are to be still before the Lord, quiet our souls, practice humility, and learn contentment. And finally, the verse 3 says, O Israel, put your hope in the Lord both now and and forevermore. David closes here with a word of blessing uh, to encourage and invite all of God's people to put their hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. Put your hope in the Lord, that's what he says. And this picks up off of Psalm 130, the previous song of ascent, where he says, O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. And here David invites others to come and share in the same restful peace that he has experienced in his soul. And he further stresses it both now and forevermore. Psalm 121 says, The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. 
The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. Psalm 125 says, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. So the now tells us that we can trust in the Lord today for our present needs, and then forevermore, of course, tells us for all of our future needs as well. It is interesting here that David starts the psalm with, O Lord, and then he ends the psalm with, O Israel. It's almost as if David is saying, when we take our eyes off of ourselves and we focus upon the Lord and we get a clear vision for who he is and the contentment that he brings and the grace that is there for our, uh, for our benefit, we can then look outside of ourselves and see how we might bless others, see how we might reach out to those around us. Jeremiah Burroughs also said this in in his book. To be well-skilled in the mystery of Christian contentment is the duty, glory, and excellence of a Christian. So Psalm 31 is a simple but a profound truth. Those who practice humility before the Lord will find contentment and rest in him. So as we come to the Lord's table this morning... In his grace, we practice that humility. We learn the contentment that only he can bring. We live in the glorious hope of Christ's salvation, and we rest in his righteousness. Father, as you bring us, your weaned children, to this glorious feast that you have set before us, we pray, Lord, that you would produce in us all of the contentment and all of the rest, Lord, that would motivate us to that upward call, that we would, Lord, see your name glorified in the nations. In your son's name.